4: Everything Melodies festival this is
5: Melfest Monday.
4: No, we?
0: Here we are again then. It just seems like two minutes since we last spoke about Melfest. or should that be three minutes? Uh, well, either way, we're back here with more Melfest Monday. to look back at Saturday night' heat. Uh, we've just heard the songs that we bid farewell to along with Fröken Snusk and Diasara, who have bagged themselves a place in the final qualifying round but what about the artists who have gone direct till finalen uh, well here are the moments that they were announced
6: Som har fått röster här and och därmed går direkt till final Liam
0: so Liamo and Maria Sur topped the voting on Saturday night Karina Berg, uh, the host sounding rather astounded when she was reading out Maria's name there as it was the sixth time she had topped one of the voting groups she only dropped two points in the entire voting sequence which is quite frankly astonishing. Uh, we'll be analyzing everything from saturday's show very shortly with another expert panel and they'll also be helping us look ahead to heat number three which will be with us in no time at all plus we'll be joined by another three acts from the class of 2024 three artists who will be competing in saturday's upcoming heat so we've got all that and more still to come
6: when you aren't
5: listening find us on social media at EuroTour podcast on Twitter and Instagram.
0: Let's welcome our expert panel. Then uh, this week we've got an Aftonbladet double, uh, two journalists from Sweden's leading daily newspaper. Uh, first of all, let's welcome the presenter of the Aftonbladet podcast, Jenny Augren. How are you?
6: I'm fine, thank you. And thanks for having me again. It's lovely to be back.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. It's great to have you back. Uh, and also a journalist who was there in Gothenburg on Saturday, Stina Dahlgren. Welcome back.
5: Thank you so much. I love to be in your podcast. This is so much fun.
0: It's great to have you both here. Now, we'll go over everything from Saturday in just a moment. But Stina, first of all, I want to remind you of something that you said when you were last on the podcast, because we spoke to you in the autumn when the artists were announced for Melfest. And we asked you who you thought would win Melfest 2024. Uh, and this is what you said.
5: I mean, I could say Marcus and Martinez, but... To make it a little bit more fun, I'm going to say Maria Sur. Okay, great. Because I think okay. no one else is going to say that. So if she wins, I can be like, I told you so. I was the only one. Well, I didn't change my mind. I was uh, very happy. And, you know, I haven't seen or heard Marcus and Martinez song yet. So, so I don't know. But I think that so far uh, Maria Sur's, I mean, her, her performance in her song is, is the best one so far. So sticking to that, she's the winner.
0: Sticking to that, I like it. You <laughs> might change your mind in a few weeks if you've heard some more songs. <laughs> yes, I know.
1: I know.
0: <laughs> Jenny, you were watching at, at home at the weekend, uh, same as me, same as, as many people listening. Which song really captured your imagination? Which one really stood out for you?
6: Uh, it, Of course, it was Maria Sor. I think it was a, a great performance. The The lasers, I was amazed by the lasers. That was the best thing I've ever seen in Melody Festival and ever. I was quite blown away uh, by that actually and she did a a, a, such a great uh, performance her her outfit was great and she sang and it was it was perfect I think.
0: Stina she was just so much more confident than last year she seemed more authentic and clearly Sweden have really taken her to her heart we've seen that she's learned a bit of Swedish as well she's really becoming a, a true a true Swede in a way isn't she?
5: Yeah, really. I mean, she's been practicing both her Swedish and song dancing, everything. She's been practicing every day. Uh, I don't know how she has the time with that. She also studies music at the same time. Music, <laughs> Swedish, uh, singing, dancing. I don't know how she does it. She's young.
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what What was it like then for you, Steena? You were, you were there in, in Gothenburg. You were in the arena. You would have seen her rehearsing as well. As soon as you've first heard the song and you saw her rehearse for the first time did you get that impression that this was going to be a really strong performance from her
5: yes yes it was actually i think that both her and uh, liamo they were the ones that you felt that this is good they they both did amazing from the start uh, but also you get a little bit sometimes you get a little bit nervous because if you think that it's good in the arena then when you go and watch it on the tv Everything, sometimes, sometimes it gets, mm. you know, it's not as good when you watch it on TV. So I was a little bit nervous and the arena was blown away by Maria's uh, show. But I felt the same way when I also watched it on TV.
0: Shall we chat about Liamo? Of course, he was the one who went direct to the final first. He didn't have to go through the uh, through the age group uh, and telephone voting. What was it like for you, Jenny, to, to watch him at home? Because he gave us a, a song style that we haven't really seen from him before.
6: No, we haven't. And as Stina and I had been talking about last week, is that he always uh, kind of has something different every year uh, when he is in the Mel Fest. And uh, I really thought this was a, a great song. I loved his last song, "Bluffin." That was one of my favorites uh, that year. But uh, but now it was very very much like uh, Nano's song, "Hold On." You remember from mm. some years ago, and we were a bit nervous about him being <laughs> alone at, on stage but he did it very well with his uh, fire uh, uh, this this towers of fire really helped and did a, a great show. From the beginning I thought I was gonna have dancers uh, on stage so when they
5: told me that no he's gonna do this all by himself I thought mm, okay maybe I mean he's a great singer but I was afraid that his his energy was gonna you know (laughs) not gonna get out there Uh, but I think it was uh, he did it really really good
6: Christina, did you talk to him uh, afterwards yeah yeah Yeah. and what did he say about his fire trick that didn't work (laughs) no but he told us like that
5: was the thing that he was struggling with the whole week the fire that he was gonna hold in his hand um it was some kind of magic trick you know And sometimes it worked during the rehearsals and sometimes it didn't work. But he was kind of relaxed about it. When we were talking uh, on Friday, he was like, "Mm, if it's not working, yeah, maybe I'm going to look a little bit stupid, just holding my empty (laughs) hand out there. But, you know, no worries. And that's kind of how it felt because Saturday, it didn't work at all. There were no fire in his hand. (laughs) But he just, you know, took it down and, and laughed a little bit and then kept on going. So I think he was fine about that.
0: Well, he styled it out. He's the kind of guy who can just style it out. He looks effortless anyway, doesn't he?
5: Yeah, it's because he's so professional. He's done it before. He's safe on stage now. So so he can
6: handle stuff like that. And it probably would have been quite different if it, this has been his first time on the stage. Then he would have been more nervous. So it's really nice to see how, how secure he is on stage. Definitely.
0: And I think... What it does show as well, the fact that the two artists who have gone direct to the final uh, were the only two returning artists who we saw on Saturday. We had four debutants and neither of, or none of them rather, none of them went to the final. So it shows how important previous uh, participation in Melfest really is.
5: Yeah, and that's why you shouldn't be too sad if you don't, you know, make it through the final this time because there's always a chance later, you know.
0: There certainly is the, the the draw the pull of Melfest just brings artists back and they can they can progress to the final another year. Um, but two of the debutantes have gone through to the new second chance round, uh, as we're we're going to call it. I just like to call it the new second chance round. I think that's the safest ground that we can, <laughs> that we yeah, can just it call <laughs> it. Um, Diasara was um was in third place so she's got a spot in that new second chance round uh we spoke to her on the podcast last week and she came across quite shy uh, and quite timid but she really owned that stage didn't she stina uh, oh do you not agree do you no. not agree i, I from, from at home i thought she she really had a good stage presence
5: well, I, I think that her, her voice was really nice, uh, but I thought it was quite boring and it was quite dark and it was quite, you know, I, I don't like those mid-tempo songs <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, I like when stuff happens on stage. I want mm. fire, laser, dancers. <laughs> this was for me quite, I was actually quite surprised that you made it through, but I mean, she's super cute. Her voice is nice it's always fun when someone who does this the first time actually makes it through. So yeah.
6: Well, what we saw this week was that she really grew on stage. Uh, the first uh, rehearsals that she did on Thursday was really, really shaky. And uh, I know that Stina also was uh, very upset about the lamp that she had on stage.
5: <laughs> uh, right, <laughs> did you not Stina? like the
0: lamp either, Stina?
6: No, I thought that it looked like some kind of
5: Ikea lamp that they just, you know, <laughs> last second, just, oh, what, what, something needs to happen on stage. What are we going to do? Let's, let's just put this lamp up. I, I, I didn't
0: like it at all. <laughs> but Jenny you said she developed through those rehearsals uh, right?
6: Yeah yeah she really did and I think that she really earned that third place uh, in the heat so I'm, I'm quite uh, glad that she's getting a second chance.
0: Uh, and Snusk we can probably spend about an hour <laughs> talking about her because I just feel like there's so much to talk about. We chatted about her last week uh, and this sort of scandal around her spotify streams that was like the first biggest story uh but Stina, you were there for rehearsals and she didn't have the smoothest journey through rehearsals it's, it's safe to
2: say
5: it's been really, really tough uh, for her. She's been struggling with everything. It feels like everything's against her. Uh, she she got sick, so she couldn't sing at all from the beginning. Uh, everything went wrong. Uh, she really struggled. But I think that something that I like about her is that she's actually one of those uh, performers that can... She can actually say that, yes, I'm disappointed. This is not good. Uh, Some people, they just want to say that, oh, it's fine. It's fine. I I don't care. It's Everything is going to be fine. She was actually, she's so badly. She wanted this to be good. And she practiced and practiced and practiced, you know, so much. Uh, I like that about her.
0: And it was nice to see some emotion from her as well. I remember watching some of those rehearsals and, you know, sometimes she was just shouting, I think, some curse words and some swear words at one point because she was so angry and just throwing her hands around because she was so angry. But even though it's negative emotions, it's actually nice to see emotion like that because it shows she actually cares.
5: Exactly. Exactly.
6: Yeah, she was really disappointed, and she she talked to us afterwards uh, with uh, Stina and Natalie, uh, our reporters in Gothenburg, and said that she was really disappointed about her performances. Uh, but she really did uh, an effort to uh, to be really good on stage, and uh, when it was the fine, when it really was Saturday and live. She she did everything that she could and she did it quite well, I think. Uh, but James, I have to ask you, what did you think of her song?
0: I loved it, honestly. I absolutely loved it. I really did. You understand really did. a word of it? I didn't understand a word. I, I keep <laughs> mentioning I'm I'm learning Swedish on Duolingo, but I don't think I, I don't think I quite understand <laughs> everything <laughs> she said. To be fair,
6: <laughs> oh, it's okay. But it was, you know, it's going to be one of when when uh, everyone finished high school. This year, mm. it will be the uh, very, very big song for them. I think they will p- play very, very much.
0: I was going to say, because she really caters to a young audience. So it, it could be like the song of the summer for, for Swedish teenagers, right?
6: Oh, my God. Let's hope not. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, the song is already all over my TikTok. So I
6: think it's too late, Jenny. Yeah, uh, no, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> no, but uh, it was a classic uh, Schlager pop. Uh, Epa Dungs song that we got and these songs is always needed in Melodifestivalen I believe uh, it's, it was very pink and very glamorous and very funny S- uh, so we really need those but not if it would be in the uh, expense of a really really good song I was really really nervous that she would take uh, Maria Sors plays in the final.
5: Maria Sur actually told me that she was nervous about that as well.
0: Really? So even she thought that Frickensnusk might actually get straight to the final?
5: Yeah, because everyone was talking about Fräkensnusk. Um, so, I mean, Maria said to me that, yes, that was something I, I thought about. What if, what if she takes the the final?
0: Shall we quickly touch on the two songs that we, of course, lost uh, on Saturday night? See uh, Joe, first of all. Uh, Stina, it was nice to see him on stage. It was nice to see Afrobeat on the Malfest stage.
5: Yeah, I love Afrobeat. Uh, I love the song. He actually made everyone dance every time, like every rehearsal. People were just dancing, having fun. Journalists, people working in the production. Uh, It was a fun song that made everyone happy. I think the thing that, well, I'm not sure, but we know that people need to sing to to make it (laughs) through the final. And his voice was, it wasn't the best one.
6: It was a great show and the dancers was f- f- fantastic. And I love the dancers. Yeah, I love the dancers. And my, my dad wrote to me and he said that uh, he liked the, the these two f- songs that didn't make it to any of the finals. <laughs> that was his favorite uh, because... That was some kind of music for him, so he really liked the Africa song that he wrote to me.
0: And then, what about Engman's Capel? We we spoke to them on the podcast last week as well. Uh, and do you know what? I really loved the song. I thought it was really nice. It were it was a really nice tempo. I really my foot was tapping along to it just because it was so jolly. Uh, they didn't put a foot wrong, but they just didn't get the points they needed, did they?
6: No, they didn't. And but I I, I kind of liked the song, but I. I'm not going to listen to it again, I think. But uh, it's very, very, you know, likable to sing along to. But but what I really liked was when, you know, the tool not chaining. What do you call it in English, uh, Stina? Do you know? Oh. um... When they go from here and then they uh, raise Ah, uh, the... The key change. Key change. change. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) That is a fantastic uh, thing in the song. And also when they start clapping the hands. That's yes. is what's really good about the song, I think. Yeah, no, I thought
5: the song was quite just a big. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good either. It was just a big.
6: Eh.
0: Eh. But <laughs> from a from a performance point of view, though, you could tell they are a professional band, and you can tell they do live performances very uh, quite often because it was quite a professional show that they put on.
5: Yeah, but I felt that maybe they had more fun together on stage than than you know the the audience having fun.
0: <laughs> but i enjoyed it and for me that's the most important thing so <laughs> <laughs> good for you uh, and before we move on then let me just touch on, on the show actually being uh, really really fun and enjoyable to watch i mentioned it earlier on we had a new uh, a couple of new inductees into the the hall of fame the the postcards between karina and bjorn were, were really fun as well just overall that show was generally very fun
5: it was way better than last week, I think.
6: They still have to improve and get better with the manuscript for uh, both Karina and Björn. And I want something really funny to happen in between, you know, so we don't have to see one of the worst songs that we ever sent to the Eurovision with buggen" and, and Coca Cola. Oh, do you not like
0: it, Jenny? Oh, no, it's awful.
6: It's awful. I do not like oh. it. I love Lotta Engberg. <laughs> but this song is awful. And Victor Norian did didn't do a good job by turning it into a country song. So I really hope for the coming heats there will be something better in between.
0: Oh, Jenny, you're so negative today. What, yeah. what happened to positive Jenny? I have to be
6: my inner Marcus Larsson, uh, you know, the, our colleague at Aftonbladet that is supposed to be this bitcher person. So I'm bringing, out, bringing him out.
0: Well, Jenny, Steiner, you two stay right there. We'll come back to you to look ahead to heat number three uh, right after this.
2: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend.
0: welcome back to Melfest Monday from us here at the Eurotrip. Don't forget that while you're not listening, you can always follow us and keep up to date with us online. We always love to hear from you uh, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok and threads. We are at Eurotrip Podcast. You can also email us as well. Hello at com. Uh, Also, if you'd like to support what we do here on the podcast, you can do that. We always appreciate it if you head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash eurotrippodcast. Now, something we've been doing over the last few weeks, and indeed that we will continue to do on every episode of the season, is the Melfest Monday Hall of Fame. It's our own version of SVT's Hall of Fame. Uh, where Rob and I battled it out to induct songs from Melfest and Eurovision into our very own Hall of Fame. Now, last week, we pitted our nominees for Best Home Entry for Sweden at Eurovision against one another, and Rob won again. Uh, he chose Roger Pontere uh, from 2000, and I chose Kiki Danielsson from 1985. He won with 64% of the votes from the poll uh, that was posted on our Twitter account, at Eurotrip Podcast, of course. Uh, But never mind, I I don't dwell, uh, because this week I intend to finally win one. This week we are looking, for your help, to choose Best Swedish Duet. Yes, so, same as last week, not many to choose from, but Rob is up first with his nominee.
7: Hi James, it is Rob here, and before I go any further, are you gonna make an effort this week? Are you actually gonna try? I have got two songs in the Hall of Fame already, we're three weeks in now, I've got two victories, I've got two songs in the Hall of Fame, two of my choices, can I make it three this week? I will do my very best, and I think I definitely will, because... This is an easy one. They were the winners of Melody Festival in 2003. It's Jessica Anderson and Magnus Backlund, better known as Fame. They finished fifth in the Eurovision Song Contest in 2003 in Riga in Latvia with Give Me Your Love with 107 points. And it was such an easy decision for me this week. So, my submission to this week's Malfest Monday Hall of Fame for best duet representing Sweden, it's Fame.
1: Rescue me!
0: Well, I like it. It's a good choice, but I hope I can do better, as I have done for the previous two weeks. I'm going to go further back in time. Uh, I'm going back to 1982 when Chips won Melfest and represented Sweden with da after da. So that carries on a theme for me, doesn't it? Uh, Two weeks in a row where I've chosen a song that was performed by Kiki Danielson. Uh, She was one half of Chips alongside Elizabeth Andreasson, uh, who would go on to win Eurovision uh, just three years later for Norway as one half of Bobby Socks. Well, now it is up to you which one of those should grab a place in our Hall of Fame. The poll will be up on Twitter at some point on Monday and then you'll have all week to cast your vote and make your decision. So it's either chips or fame.
6: You're home for everything Melodifestivalen. This is Melfest
4: Monday.
0: Let's turn our attention to heat number three then. It's on Saturday and it'll be here before we know it. Steena and Jenny will be back with us shortly, but first let's chat to some of the artists who will be performing. First up, let's chat to Clara Klingenström. Not a new name to Melfest because she made her debut back in 2021 with Behova in Today Dog, uh, a hugely emotional song uh, with which she finished fifth in the final, uh, the best result for a Swedish language song that year, in fact. Well, this year she is back and a couple of weeks back, Rob sat down with her to find out more about her song.
7: Clara Klingenström, welcome to Melfest Monday. Thank you! How how much of a surprise for you is it that you're back in 2024?
8: It's a big surprise for me. Uh, I, I had the right song and I want to, to try to do this again but I, last time I was in Maldives, Festival and I said I'm not going to do it again.
7: It's so exciting to have you back. I was going to say, I've been looking at messages from, from your fans and and just people on social media when you were announced as part of the lineup. Lots of people have just put your name and then lots of exclamation marks, which is exciting. Oh. And, and then there was just this message from Charlie who said, just freaking out that Clara Klingenstrom is back. Like, that must be lovely oh. to hear.
8: It doesn't feel real in some way, because... Yeah I write the uh, music in Swedish and then still there are people that don't understand Swedish that like my music and uh, yeah, that's amazing.
7: If we look back at, at 2021 obviously when you when you participated the last time you could never have imagined how successful you would be. I'd imagine. You 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 know you you came through uh in the second chance round and then from there the song just continued to grow and grow and, and grow and, and did incredibly well
8: no I had no idea because I, I've i been dreaming of this like for my whole life and uh, when it was announced that I was going to be in Melodie for Swollen, I thought like now people are gonna recognize me now I'm gonna be big like at that time when they announced it and nothing happened and uh, no one wants, wanted to do an interview with me so I was like maybe I'm not gonna maybe it doesn't gonna work with the music and then and that it happened <laughs>
7: <laughs> well it must be very different this time around i'm sure you've got lots of interviews and loads of people want to talk to you this time
8: yeah it's really different. my whole life the difference now i yeah the last time i, w- I was i was not feeling good at all uh, i hadn't i didn't have any place to live i was really like down and now my whole life has changed
7: I saw talking about that, I, I saw on your Instagram, when you posted that you would be back in Melody Festival in 2024, you were saying that Melfest really kind of saved you three years ago. yeah, and, th- and it made a huge difference to your life in ways that you couldn't even have, have imagined.
8: Yeah, and it's, sometimes it still hits me. Like a few months ago, I bought uh, a bed. <laughs> it was the first time I bought a bed I've been sleeping on. Um, my my sofa for for many years and I haven't had as I said anywhere where to live for for many years and like when I bought this bed I was like it's, I bought it with my own money because I can work with music and I have a life now that I really like and it's amazing
7: <laughs> let's talk about this year then Melfest 2024 you said that it was it was all about the song right and Please, please apologise. Yeah. Please, uh, I was going to say, take my apologies for my poor Swedish pronunciation. So the song is called Aldrig
4: Yeah.
7: Okay, thank you. So it, it translates in English, I think, as Never Again. And yeah. you're, you're working again with the brilliant team who were behind your last Melody Festival and entry. So obviously yourself and then Bobby Lundgren, David Lindgren, Zacharias. How good is it to work with them again?
6: Yeah, it's
8: really nice. I love to work with them. We we really understand each other, and we have really different like outcome. I'm 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 coming from like rock punk music, and Bobby comes from like he, he does schlager and do music for Maldivesvalen, and uh, David does like pop music. So it's really a combo that is really working out
7: for us and how important is it for you because of course you are kind of unique in Melfest that you always want to sing in swedish how important mm-hmm. is it for you to to do that on a platform as big as melody festival and when often the artists are singing even though they are swedish they're singing in in english for example
8: i I've, I've been writing songs in english as well before i'm still doing it in english but i'm not so good in English, uh, <laughs> I I try and because my my songs are like storytelling, it comes from inside of me. And when I'm not really good at English, it's like, it has to like, you know, some things you can only explain in your own like mother language. And I feel like that. So it, it, some words I, I can't, I, I don't think you I can, can find it.
7: Yeah, you can't can't explain yourself as well as you might like to. Yeah, yeah. What can people expect from the song with a, with a title like Never Again? It sounds like it might be quite emotional.
8: Yeah, it is. Uh, like for me <laughs> it is emotional in all my songs I write like I want it's like I'm speaking to someone. Like for example some songs I have been writing to like try to reach my dad, and some songs I've been trying to tell something to like some ex boyfriends or yeah whatever. And I have two songs now that I've been writing to myself. I'm I'm talking to myself, and the first one is uh, the song that I competed with in Maldives last time, and the second one is this song that I'm going to compete with uh, this time. So. I've been putting a lot of like hate on myself, um, coming out from like really dark things in my life. And I don't want to be mad at myself anymore. So it's a statement to myself. And I've been noticed that when I like talking to myself and I feel things, I'm not alone. People are f- f- like um what do you say? They, like, recognize...
7: Yeah, people recognize what you're feeling, points. people feel the same way.
8: Yeah, because sometimes, I, like, for many years, I've been feeling, like, what is wrong with me? I'm the only one who feels like this, and I haven't talked to anyone about my feelings, really, until Meloditha one last time. And then I noticed a lot of people, like, uh, it helped me a lot that people were telling their story to me, because I felt... I didn't feel so alone.
7: So, so Clara, between between now and uh, Melody Festival and heat number three, what, what are you up to? A lot of interviews, a lot of rehearsals. Are you, feel free to say no, I'm going to ask anyway. Are you um, alone on stage?
8: Um, no.
7: Okay, I'm not going to ask you anymore because I don't <laughs> want to get you in trouble, but that's enough.
8: <laughs> I think, I don't know how much I can say, but about the performance, I actually no idea but i want to keep it a secret but i'm that, not alone
7: that is that is fine <laughs> and that is good that and people will like to hear that clara it's been so lovely to chat to you we've wanted to get you on the podcast for a long time so it's been lovely to catch up and um yeah. i i wish you all the best of luck and hopefully we can catch up again
8: yes definitely thank you so much for this
7: Yes, a big thanks to Clara for finding some time to
0: join us here on Melfest Monday. Uh, let's now turn our attention to Kim Cesarion. He is making his debut in Melfest on Saturday. He'll be performing the song Take My Breath Away uh, that's been written by himself, along with the likes of Matthias Andreasson, uh, who's written for Danny Saucedo in the past. And William Sergadar, who also wrote Adam Woods' song Supernatural this year. And we've already seen that do very well for him. Now, again, Rob caught up with Kim a couple of weeks ago. And he started off by asking Kim what it was like finding out he had been chosen to take part in this year's show. Oh,
3: it was fun. This is a quite new forum for me, or platform for me, uh, Melody Festival in itself. So um, to be a part of it this year, which also feels like a somewhat historical year feels amazing
7: i think you were you were one of the first artists rumored to be taking part a few months beforehand so what was it like keeping it a secret from people when you knew that you were going to be doing melody festival i
3: think it was it was leaked i think just a few weeks before actually not not, not a lot of months, but, but a few weeks before
7: still, still, still enough time to you know try and oh, keep yeah, things still a enough, secret the time to lie a lot <laughs> did did, um, did you did you have any did you have any any tactics anything that you know you did to try and keep the lie going for a little bit longer
3: um well I, I made sure to not follow and be too close to some people that would be closer to Melody festival and, and that some people might figure something out that something was going on so we try to just keep a little bit of distance and uh, as soon as somebody mentioned something Just smile and say, "Oh my God, is that true?" I mean, you know more than me.
7: (laughs) (laughs) For our listeners, tell us a little bit more about yourself because you mentioned that Mellow is a a fairly new platform for you. Because I know you're you're a classically trained musician, right? So Mellow is something quite different for you.
3: I started playing classical music when I was three, four years old Uh, piano, uh, upright bass, viola, etc., etc. But then I started singing when I when I went to high school, and ever since then, I've only been singing. Uh, and I mean, this year is 11 year anniversary from my first album release. Last year was uh, 10 year anniversary for for um, uh, the single. Sorry, and this year, 10 year anniversary for the album. Uh, and I've been doing RB soul pop and doing it kind of by myself. And we had Columbia Records and, you know, the RCA UK and Australia, we were down there and, you know, traveling up the Aria charts. So, so I've been doing all of that stuff by myself or on our own and, um, and um, haven't really been in the Melody Festival world until now.
7: You mentioned the the anniversary from your first album and your, your first mm-hmm. single. Am I right in thinking you're talking about Undressed here?
3: Uh, yeah, the single and the album, yeah.
7: Which, if people aren't aware, was incredibly mm-hmm. successful for you. You had, you know, you it charted in various countries and that lead single, Undressed, yeah. Incredibly popular, streamed almost maybe over a hundred million times now. Oh well, wow, yeah, hopefully, yeah. Well <laughs> Spotify is eighty-eight, I think, now. I thought we'd add the numbers together. I'm sure you're nearly around 100. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. no, I'm,
3: just just, I'm just humble, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> too humble. But yeah, it's, it's, it's probably, yeah, it's, it's over, over 100 million, yeah, what I want.
7: Kim, let's talk about your song. Take My Breath Away is the song yes. that you're going to be competing with. You are one of the songwriters on there, uh, along with an incredible team. So what can people expect from your, your song in Melody Festival?
3: I hope that the, the supporters that I've had since before, um, that they will recognise Kim Cesarian in this song but since they're also melody festival and fans i hope that they will feel that i tapped into that world too so i would say it's a little fusion of myself and melody festival uh, in one song i'm not going to say too much but that that's that's what i hope that people will 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 take from from uh, from the song when they listen to it
7: one of my favorite questions to ask at this point is what color can people expect from the performance can you tell me that
3: let's say I've, I've i've been playing with a little bit of blue a little bit of uh like pink cloudy cotton candy pink and a little bit uh red and a little bit purple a little bit you will see Okay. i, I, have, I haven't decided exactly how it's going to look like but that's kind of the world and it's that that we're, we're playing with that's you a world me. i want to live in
7: it sounds nice
3: nice lights and nice movements and
7: i don't know how to... Right. I think that's enough. I don't yeah, want to get you I don't want to get you into any more trouble. And uh, I was reading a, another interview before speaking to you, and Danny Sorcido has has yeah. said on record that you are his favorite in, in, in Melody Festival in this year, which must be nice to come from a guy like Danny.
3: Yeah, of course. And I mean Danny is a super nice guy. I mean, we've known each other for a long time. I mean, they, I, I I think I said it in that interview that he came up with, like, yeah, this is my it. To be a part of Melabee Festival and then also have somebody like Danny uh competing in the same time. I think it's nice. I think it's a, it's a lot of fun. And you know, it can also showcase for people that it's it's yeah, it is a competition, but it's also fun. And we're all friends. And no, not everybody, I can't speak for everybody, but most people are friends. And and you know, we're just gonna have a, a good good time together uh with the supporters and the, the viewers and us on stage and the other people that compete. Um, so I, I know some people have been trying, oh, who's the biggest threat? Who's the this? Who's the that? Calm down, man. We're just gonna have fun. And whoever does the best um on those three minutes, that's the person that will win, and that's that. But it's impossible to, to win, though. Well,
7: obviously, <laughs> obviously, obviously. But it but it's impossible to say at this stage, right? Because nobody you know, heard the songs, nobody well, heard is that, the music? You know, yeah. 20 2022, nobody could have expected Cornelia would do what she did. And and look at her now. So there you go. There you go. Kim, it has been an absolute pleasure to speak to you uh, for the Melfest Monday podcast before we say goodbye what message would you have for anyone listening to this who might be able to vote for you in heat number three for the Swedish audience
3: I actually the... wanted to talk to the, to the European audience because you said Let... something before that some people might know me from before i really looking forward to
7: reconnect with those people Kim, it has been a joy, thank you so much for chatting to us here on the uh, Melfest Monday podcast thank you so much
0: Yes, thanks to Kim, and of course, best of luck to him for his debut in Melfest at the weekend. And finally then, uh, I was lucky enough to have such a wonderful chat with Cassiopeia, Melfest, Eurovision and American Song Contest winning songwriter. She made her debut as a Melfest performer back in 2022 with I Can't Get Enough, a song that always always no matter what gets stuck in my head whenever I hear it. Uh, Well this year she is back again as a performer with a star studded lineup of songwriters behind her. So let's hear from her shall we? This is what happened when I caught up with Cassiopeia. Cassiopeia, welcome back to Melfest Monday. How are you?
4: I'm good, thank you so much for having me.
0: So it's been almost two years since we spoke. Yeah. You won the American Song Contest with Alexa and Wonderland. Yeah. You then won Melody Festival as a songwriter for Lorene yeah. with Tattoo. And then you went to Eurovision and won Eurovision with Lorene and Tattoo. I mean, if I'd said that to you when we last spoke, what do you think you would have said to me?
4: I wouldn't say one step at a time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I pinch my arm a lot these days and have uh, been doing that, like, the last four years because i've been um blessed with so many good stuff and my hard work has finally paid off because i've worked like so hard for so many years to achieve all this and i mean it's 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 nice that that finally pays off you know
0: how cool is it for you now then because let's say you are a big name in the in the K-pop songwriting scene, right? You've achieved so much success yeah. there. But mm-hmm. now you're achieving success in Sweden and, and in Europe. So, you know, for you now you're achieving new things. Like how cool is that to be doing this sort of thing as well and achieving good stuff over here?
4: Exactly. I feel like um I've been I'm doing K-pop and I have like a big success there and uh, have the opportunity to be a part of Mellow and Eurovision it's like very similar communities to k-pop like the whole bubble of love and colorful and you know so I felt like it fit me really well so I felt very at home in 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 this as well and so uh, I'm 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 very happy and proud of myself to actually been be doing both both of these journeys you know
0: so you should and, and, uh, It's it's something yeah. definitely to be proud of
4: yeah and actually when the first time i worked with thomas gason i was like super scared because i felt like he invited me to come and ride with him and i said to my mom when he texted me i was like mom it, like thomas gason is asking me for a session i don't know if i can do that because He's like a legend in this area you know <laughs> and she's she like she took my hand and she was like you you are going there because <laughs> you have no idea what this can open up for you and i was like oh i'm, I'm a little bit scared because he, he's been doing so many you know hits in this um area so uh, i was a little bit um shy
0: but now, I guess you, you must be good mates with them now, are you? You must be best friends.
4: Yeah, we write, we write a lot together, actually. The song that I'm going to um, perform with uh, this year is written by me, him, uh, Thomas, and, and uh, Jimmy, that was also on Tattoo, uh, and a girl named Ellen that I write a lot of K-pop stuff with. So it felt like a cool mix,
0: you know? Uh, this sounds like the dream songwriting team, right? Because you've got Thomas yeah. and Jimmy who wrote Tattoo with you and then you've got Ellen yeah. who writes a lot of your K-pop stuff with you and she also wrote uh, Wonderland for Alexa and in, uh, in American right. Song with you. Is this just going to be like the best song ever?
4: Yes. <laughs> Simple
0: answer, yes. <laughs>
4: yes, yes. <laughs> uh, for me, I-, I feel that way. I mean, this song is just, straight from my heart and it's still happy and you want to dance to it but it has a message that's very important to me and um, important for for this world it's like it it, it is about anxiety and worrying and, and like having to deal with that on a daily basis but it's mixed together with a happy vibe production and melody wise so it has both melancholic vibe, but also like you, you get
0: happy from it. We might cry if we listen to the lyrics, but if we listen to the melody, we just want to dance, right?
4: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right.
0: <laughs> and when did you decide you wanted to come back to mellow as a songwriter? Was it, was it the moment you stepped off stage in 2022? Was that when you wanted to come straight back?
4: Yeah, that, that whole journey, I felt like this is so much fun doing and the team is amazing and the experience is amazing and like the energy I got from standing on that stage sharing the energy together with that huge audience and knowing that like so many people are watching that like boosts the ego you know and and like the adrenaline you get is like unreal um so I definitely knew that I wanted to do it again but with the right song it's always about the right song you know And when we wrote Tattoo, that session was actually made for writing something for me. But I felt during that whole session that this is such a good song, the tattoo song. Like, I love this, but it's not for me. You know, I just felt it so strongly in my body and in my heart and in my soul that this song is supposed to go somewhere else.
0: So that session, right, it was meant to be a songwriting session for you, for your music, but you yeah. just felt Tattoo was yeah. not right for you. It had to go to someone yes. else, right?
4: Yes. I felt it so strongly that there was some feeling in my stomach that wasn't really there. Like I knew I knew this is good, but it's not for me. And look at it now, like where look we got us. Look at
0: it now. <laughs> yeah.
4: So, and when we wrote Give Me How to Break, I knew instantly. Like, that feeling was back in my stomach.
0: And as soon as you'd written that and you'd finished it, was it just a feeling like, right, let's send this to SVT and let's see if they want it?
4: 1,000%. I was crying in that session because I felt this, the song is here. It, it came to me, it came to us now. It's like, I just knew that, okay, now I want to do it again. Now I want to stand on that stage again because this is 100% me.
0: And you're in a very strange situation this year because you're actually competing against yourself because you've written another song in the same semi-final, haven't you?
4: I know it's crazy. Uh that's a challenge.
0: Tell us you've got to tell us a little bit about it then. So this is for Jacqueline, yeah. right? It's the song's called Effortless.
4: Yeah. And it's also a very good song. Uh I, I've never experienced that before like that challenge, but I'm sure it's going to be great. She's an amazing artist and that song is fantastic. And what I've heard about her performance is going to be really cool, but it's very different from what I am doing.
0: I hope you've got your running trainers on because you're going to have to run from like one part of the green room to the other one when they do the votes and that sort of thing. Are you prepared? Are you ready?
4: I have my running shoes on. Yes. (laughs) And uh, comfy clothes so I can run fast. (laughs) (laughs) You know, she's first and I'm last. So I have like four songs.
0: You have a bit of time. You do have a bit of time, exactly.
4: I, I I feel like I wanna sit in Green Room until Jacqueline comes to Green Room and just hug her, you know, and then
0: run to the stage. And <laughs>
4: run to the stage. Yeah. Uh,
0: Cassia, before I let you go, you're chatting to us from your studio right now. Yeah. Do you have the Melfest, the American Song Contest and the Eurovision Trophy? Do you actually have any of them? Are you <clears throat> did they give you any of them?
4: You know, I'm so careful. Yeah, I have them. I have both Eurovision and the Songbird and uh, some other um, trophies. But I have them at home because I'm so careful with them. And I I don't know. I I know. I feel like if I have them at home, I can watch them and see that there they are. But if I have them here, I I don't know. I should just share that (laughs) song gonna or they're gonna disappear or they i don't know i could have them here but honestly this uh shelf is full of k-pop uh, cds signed k-pop cds and uh, the plaques are full of uh, the walls are full of plaques so <laughs> i felt like i have the plaques here and the trophies at home
0: so they're safe and sound at home
4: i sleep with them on my pillow now <laughs>
0: oh Cassiopeia thank you so much for your time uh thanks for being so fun and upbeat and energetic and uh, I wish you the very best of luck for Melfest this year
4: thank you so much thank you
0: a big thanks then to Cassiopeia for joining us here on Melfest Monday I'm pleased to say Jenny and Steena are back with us to look ahead to heat number three and Steena you can take us through the songs and artists we're gonna see take us through them in order for us
5: Yes, okay, so first we have Jacqueline with the song Effortless. Then we have Clara Klingenström with Aldrig Mer. and Number three is Kim Cesarion with Take My Breath Away. Claudi with the song For Day. Gunilla Passion with I Won't Shake, Lala Gunilla. And last but not least, Cassiopeia with the song Give My Heart a Break.
0: Wonderful. Stina, thank you so much for doing that. Uh, we're going to go th- through them one by one. And I think it's only fair we just start with the one who is opening the show. So Jenny, uh, Jacqueline, I, uh, we've obviously got a lot of debutants this year. Do you know Jacqueline? Is this somebody you've ever come across before?
6: I can't say that I have. No, uh, I have done my research before Festivalen started, but now I don't remember anything about her, actually. But, <laughs> uh, so maybe Stina does?
5: Yeah, but she was actually in the Swedish uh, Idol, I think. Was it 20, 2021, I think? Uh, and she was in the final, came second. She was really, she was good. She was, a, a, I think people thought that... Um, like, this is a girl that's going to be the next pop star. But since then, I actually haven't heard that much from her.
0: Jenny, when I was just chatting to Cassie O'Pierre there, we mentioned that Cassie is one of the songwriters for for Jacqueline's song. Uh, and she's also got Jimmy Jansson, uh, Thomas Gerson, uh, who, who have written the song as well. So from from a song point of view, we can kind of be a little bit hopeful that the song is going to be really good, right?
6: Yeah, we really hope so, and if she's been to the Idol now I remember when Stina told me who she was <laughs> then it's, it's going to be uh, I mean, she can sing and, it, it, and when she has those songwriters, I mean, Casopea has been along and written a lot of songs that has been very successful in, in the Melfest earlier as well as the other ones has too so, let's hope for some up-tempo here
0: Jenny, let's go to Clara Klingenström. Uh, we just spoke to her as well. Uh, we last saw her in 2021 during the, the COVID Melfest w- without an audience. Her song became huge uh, three years ago, didn't it, Jenny?
6: Yes, it really did. And I haven't forgotten about her. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, it was really a breakthrough for her. She came from nowhere and she had a, a dress on that she had uh, bought in an, a second-hand shop. Uh, so it was very, very different from everything else that we have seen. I mean, sometimes we have Charlotte Perelli with a, a dress for like 100,000 Swedish crowns in uh, <laughs> in the competition. So this was so different. And her song and the way she sang it, it really got to the people's heart in Sweden. And she they loved uh, this song and... K- became a big hit.
0: Well, that's the thing because when we just spoke to her there, she said she didn't think she was going to come back to Melfest anytime soon. But she said it was all because of the song she's performing this year. The song sort of spoke to her and said, well, "We've got to take this to Melfest." So Steena, it's got to be a good one, right?
5: Well, I hope so. But I'm also thinking that it's a big risk that the Swedish people's going to be disappointed because they're going to remember her from the last time. And that was, as Jenny said, it was a big hit song. So the song needs to be amazing so people don't get disappointed.
0: And that's the hard thing sometimes, isn't it, Stina? Because we mentioned it earlier on that for debutantes, it's obviously hard, but when they come back, it might be a little bit easier. But when she made her debut, because she did so well, now the pressure is really on to try and do even better.
5: Yeah, it, I can't really see because there's a lot of big names this year, like Dani Stauciado, Marcos Martínez, Liamo Maria Sur. I'm not sure how she's going to be able to compete with those ones now.
0: Jenny, uh, I feel like you might shout at me again for coming to you first for another debutante in Kim Cesarian. Uh What do you know about Kim?
6: <laughs> Kim actually starts with a song. That's Take My Breath Away and everyone knows that's the theme song from Top Gun. <laughs> Will this be something like that? I don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, he's uh, he he made some, uh, the debut uh, early 2013, I think, with uh, a song and he has a really, really big uh, fan base on Spotify and, and on YouTube. So he's, But this is his debut, uh, and I really, really don't can sing his songs just like that. But when I hear them, I know them.
0: Stina, can you sing his songs just off the top of your head?
6: (laughs) No, because I'm going to tell you this.
5: So so when when, uh, we heard that he was going to be in Melodifestivalen, uh, my coworker Tobe uh, Iak, "He was really like, oh my god, he's so good." And and some people, like a few people, were really excited, and they were like, "Oh my god, he's back! I love his song 2013." And I was just like, "What? Who is this guy?" Like, I think either you you loved him then, or you, you mm. didn't. So I think it's going to be fifty fifty. A lot of people are going to be like, "Who is this guy?" And I'm one of those actually.
0: That's okay. So we're all in the dark. None of us here really know much about him. But that's sometimes a good thing because we go into the unknown and we might be pleasantly surprised by something brand new, which is always good. Uh, Now then, let's talk about Cloudy uh, yet again. Another debutante. We should say four uh, four again in this week's show.
5: Why did they put everyone in the same one? This is going to be so boring,
0: (laughs) I think. (laughs) It's just to put you and Jenny under pressure to try yeah, and come up with really. something so that we can know something about <laughs> uh, them. Uh, Stina, I've I've done some research and he was on a, a, a TV show in Sweden uh, called Songland. Is that right?
5: Yeah, yeah. He's a singer-songwriter and the show was about that. Um, so, so I mean, he's probably a good singer-songwriter, but I'm so tired of singer-songwriters in Festivalen. I think that they sometimes take themselves way too serious. I have not met Cloudy. Uh, I heard him uh, sing. I know that his voice is amazing. I just hope that he's not going to be one of those um, singer-songwriters with the nose up, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, last week we had Fröken Snusk, and I feel like she was like the headline artist who was always making the news and everyone was always talking about her. This week, Gunnina Persson, now i feel like is she gonna be like is she gonna be this week's freaking snusk do you think
5: yes yes 100 <laughs> percent. she's gonna be this whole year like probably the most uh, i think we're gonna write the most
6: articles about gunila
5: passion
0: because we have to we have to sort of like set the scene who is she because she's not a singer right
6: no, she's not a singer. She is uh, one of uh, Sweden's biggest TV personalities. She's been in uh, the Hollywood Wives of Sweden uh, in so many years, and she there she was the leading lady. She was always the one that got the more, most uh, airtime and most written about. And she could, you know, get the other uh, Hollywood Wives off the show because she was the biggest star, and. She was some sort of model when she was young. She was in uh, the movie Dumb Dumber. Had one, kind of one line in that uh, movie, if you want to go back and check it. No, Jenny, Jenny, that was Anna Anka. Oh, but they're, they're almost the same <laughs> but person.
5: She, but, but yeah, yeah, but Gunilla Pausen was a model and she was beautiful. She, she, she is beautiful. She's gorgeous. She always talks about her legs. Yes, tall, beautiful legs. Yeah.
6: So I think we're going to see a lot of legs in her show. (laughs) We
5: actually heard Gorilla Passion sing uh, on TV before. Was she good? No.
0: (laughs) 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 Because what I was wondering, you know, Stina, forgive me for interrupting, but what I was wondering was that because she's quite a well-known name in Sweden, was she going to be like this year's Anders Bagger? really popular. No, 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 no. no. Is, that, be- because is, that, is that a hard no? Yeah,
5: be- <laughs> because Anders Baggi, people just love him. He's so cute. Everyone loves him. Gunilla Passion, people love to hate her.
0: Mm, so she's a bit controversial. She's a bit like Toby Eck.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that was> a- <laughs> yes,
6: yes. yes. Very much. Uh, and I'm sorry that I mixed her up with Anna Anka. I'm sorry about that. But uh, she, th- this is a person that people love to hate as, as Dina says.
0: So from Granilla Persson who people love to hate to Cassiopeia who I feel like people love to love.
5: Uh, she's more of an Anders <laughs>
0: <laughs> How pleased are you to see her back on the stage? We, we just chatted to her and, and obviously she's she's won Melfest and Eurovision and the American Song Contest as a songwriter but now she's back on the Melfest stage herself.
5: Uh, Well, uh, yeah, she's really cute. She's really good. Last time, I Can Get Enough was a really uh, lovely song that especially the kids like. Uh, Mm. um, I do think that she's a better, um, you know, she's a better songwriter than actually an artist. But I mean, she's here for the kids, I think. I I hope that she can make the same uh, hit song that she made the last time. But I'm not sure. I like her more as as a songwriter.
6: I think it's quite surprising that she is in she's the last contender in this heat. Uh that means uh, somehow that she has a really really interesting and a good song but the last I saw of her I didn't like that song it was I, I don't think even my kids really liked it.
5: But your your kids are a little bit too old. It was the younger kids that loved it. Okay
6: her. so yeah. okay so but um, yeah I think it, just like Stina says, that she's a uh, uh, she's a better songwriter than a, uh, than an artist on stage. And uh, it was a bit too klemschekt, as we say in Sweden. <laughs> it's, too, um, it's too cheerful. It's too, you know, like, uh, this it's hard for me to, to explain that. But so it, it's a bit too much for me. But if she's lost in this heat, it will be interesting to see what she has.
0: Jenny, we're going to have to get you back on Melfast Monday in a couple of weeks <laughs> when you're feeling more positive. Honestly, I've never I've never known you be so negative before.
6: <laughs> I don't know what's happened this year. I don't know. I don't know. i don't know. I'd be happy to be back.
0: <laughs> it's been great to have you anyway, Jenny. Same for you, Steena. Thanks so much for, for stopping by. Uh, it's been great to have you both here on Melfast Monday.
5: Thank you for having us.
6: Yeah, thank you.
0: Yes, thank you so much to both Steena and Jenny for joining us on this week's episode of Melfest Monday. I mentioned it a few times, Jenny was very negative this week. I'm not going to criticise her for it. I just truly like it when people are honest about their opinions. I don't want people coming on and saying they like everything just for the sake of saying they like everything. Jenny, maybe she got out the the wrong side of the bed uh, this morning. But great to have her on and great to chat to Steena as well. Also, of course... It was great to chat to Cassiopeia and Kim Cesarian and Clara Klingenstrom. Best of luck to the three of them and the other three artists, of course, that we didn't chat to this week, Gunilla Person, uh, Cloudy and, of course, Jacqueline. So best of luck to them all. Uh, Thanks to you, mainly, for joining us uh, and listening along on this week's episode of Melfest Monday. It's always a pleasure to have you with us to get your Melfest fix for the week. Uh, We'll be back, of course, again next Monday... For a brand new episode of Melfest Monday itself, looking back at heat number three and then looking ahead to the penultimate heat, heat number four, we'll have another expert panel and we'll chat to some of the artists who are in this year's competition. Uh, and also of course don't forget we'll be back on Wednesday for your regular episode of the Euro Trip, where we round up everything that has been happening in the world of the Eurovision Song Contest with some more special guests. But in the meantime, don't forget, you can keep in touch with us and up to date with everything that's going on online. We are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok and threads. You can send us an email, hello at EuroTipPodcast.com. You can also read all of our exclusive stories on EurotripPodcast.com. And don't forget, you can support everything we do as well here on the podcast over on buymeacoffee.com forward slash EurotripPodcast. As well, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review and rate us five stars. From me, James, thank you and goodbye.
2: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.